welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You could find me on Instagram, the It's Possible Guy. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you to go check out the website, happyandsingle.com. There I show a few times a month that I actually host an open call that you can come on and ask me anything. You know, it's a great way for, you know, because it's free. So anybody could go on and just whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling with. You know, sometimes when you're listening to this podcast, you're like, that all sounds really wonderful and great, Joseph, but I can't get past this thing. Yeah, feel free to bring that thing up. You know, and so generally that that call is hosted a few times a month on Mondays at 11 o'clock at Arizona time. But I do have a calendar and a schedule all on, on the website that you can check out. And also, if you want to work with me privately, I have an option there on that website for that as well that you can explore that. So that being said, today is episode 114, and it's entitled slow down. That's it. It's, it's just entitled slow down. Now, before you turn this off and think, oh my goodness, that's the silliest advice that I've ever heard. What I really wanted to come in, in here and talk about, or at least I thought, I thought about a week ago, I wanted to come in and talk about was just kind of leveling, leveling up in life and being able to see better. But the thing that I've seen really and, and what I like to do is bring to you guys stuff that actually is truly making sense to me because I feel that's the most beneficial. And what's really making sense to me is the more I slow down, the happier I am, the more productive I am. And I don't know, just the better feeling I have. I'm able to live in a state of joy more when I slow down. I mean, for example, this morning I woke up and I thought I was going to I was just going to get up and I thought I was going to start writing my book right away. And instead, you know what happened? I I got up and I started doing a bunch of different things, but I was guided and directed to do each of them. I got up, I read the statements that I talk about that I often read of where I want my life to be, you know, and and then I, I wrote down some ideas for this podcast. And then I actually went and kind of revamped the entire covers that I generally share on social media for the podcast. And, and all of it was just very continuous and very free-flowing. You know, it, it's interesting. And, and guys, don't, don't hate me when, you're, when, you, when I say something like, oh my goodness, this is, you know, try this. And I've said something different in the past, like go force yourself to do things that you don't want to do. I've talked many times about how the last year of my life, so the entirety of 2022, I did not miss a single day in doing seven things every day, except a few that I didn't do on Sundays, as was planned from the beginning. But I've hopefully recently told you guys, I did not love that. Oh my goodness, did I not love that? You know, it, it took all the fun. It took all the joy out of life. You know, it's interesting. The thought coming to my mind this morning is how we came to this life. We came to this earth to experience agency, to experience freedom. 
And sometimes we think by forcing ourselves to do things that we don't want to do, we're actually helping ourselves. I don't know if we are. I mean, even looking back to last year, for especially the time I was spending with my family over the Christmas holiday, which I barely just got back from a couple of days ago, I didn't want to focus on learning a song on guitar. You know, if you guys follow me on social media, you'll see I've been working on a song of Top Gun. But, you know, it's interesting, though, because I, I just didn't want to do that while I was gone because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. And I wanted to just focus on spending time with my family. But there I did. I had these seven things that I had to get done every single day because I said I was going to. And, and I did. Like, I am... On one hand, I am so happy that I was able to do that every day. Not, not that necessarily. I'm happy because for once in my life, I kept my New Year's resolutions. That is the first time I've ever kept them that I can remember. Why? Because we mess up. Well, even messing up, even you know, skipping one day is not that big a deal. It's just you get back on the horse the next day, but for whatever reason, we put this idea in our heads that, oh my goodness, if I'm going to do something, I got to be perfect at it. No. I like an analogy that comes from hockey. I love ice hockey. And in the NHL, they have a saying, and it might go for other sports too, but it says you can, you can lose a game and still make the playoffs, but if you keep losing two games in a row, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. And I love that analogy because it's like, hey, okay, yeah, you missed a day. Pick up the next day. It, it's, it almost becomes like a bragging right that we're like, oh, I did this thing for a really, really long time. Nobody cares. You know, I was recently given a blessing and one of the things that I was told is, hey, focus on being productive, not just on being busy. Sometimes we... We feel this need to just constantly be doing. But I was actually talking to someone last night. And I shared with them. The cool thing about when you're kind of just, when you're in the zone in a conversation or just in life, things just kind of occur to you because you don't have a million thoughts that are preventing them from coming in. And so one of the things that came to my mind, this individual was talking about a lot of things they were doing. And I just shared with them, I was like, I, the Savior had the most important mission, the Savior being Jesus Christ, had the most important mission in the world. Yet we don't read in the scriptures that he ran from place to place as fast as he possibly could, from door to door saying, hey, I'm here. You got to believe in me. Hey, I got to go, go do this miracle. I got to do this miracle. Well, if the Savior's mission himself, that was by far more important than anything I could ever do, was not frantically done, then maybe I don't have to do my life frantically either. Maybe he was also teaching us, hey, yes, I am the Savior, and I don't need to run frantically from place to place. Because when I'm present with an individual, when I'm, when I'm just focused on that person, even just for a few moments, it can change their world. 
I don't know what you think you have to be busy about doing. But if you look at the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible, and I don't remember which is which, so forgive me. I'm not going to take the time to look it up. Yes, I am. I was about to cut off that last part and re-record those last 10 seconds. But I wanted to leave it there for a purpose. We have these ideas come to us. And we're like, no, 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 I'm too busy. I'm just going to share this little thing and then I'm going to keep going. I know by now that my podcast is not done by me. It's done through me, but not by me. And it's interesting because the Lord has so much to teach each of us, but we're too busy sprinting forward to be taught. Do you know how long it took me to look up that scripture and just simply see what her names were? It took about 10 seconds. You know, and, and then to actually pull up the, the scripture that I want to read, it took a little bit longer. I mean, another 10 seconds. <laughs> so here, the story of Mary and Martha, if you're not familiar, there's a story about how Jesus went and visited these, I believe it was two sisters, Mary and Martha. Yeah. So it was, it was Mary and Martha. And it says, so this is Luke 10, verse 40 in the Bible. And it says, but Martha was cumbered about with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, doth, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. So I just took a moment to look up careful in the, in the dictionary. And I usually use the 1828 dictionary online um, for scripture type stuff. And so careful, the first definition says full of care or anxious or solicitous. And, and that word means like anxious or concerned. So it's really interesting that, you know, here, all of the, the verse before it said that Mary would also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. It's really interesting that Martha goes to Jesus expecting him to say, yes, Mary, you must get up and clean. But he didn't. And he, he goes on to say in verse 42, but... One thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Every one of you has a choice to choose the good part every day. And we often miss it because we think we have to be cumbered about doing things. We think that our life, our house, everything else has to be perfect. I mean, as I'm as I'm doing this right now, I mean my my room is not it's not overly messy and it's not perfectly clean and it's okay. I just, I just don't have to think about it. I have to focus on what I'm doing. Oftentimes, guys, when you have urgent thoughts come to your mind, especially that don't leave you feeling peace or joy, they're not coming from God. They're just disguised to look like you think they're coming from God. Plenty of times that urgent thought or urge is simply just trying to take you off your path. 
And, and you can check in with yourself and you can check in with Heavenly Father and simply ask, well, what about this? Do, do I need to do this right now or do I need to do this other thing? And then wait for the answer. You know, I, I had something interesting happen a couple of days ago. So once again, if you're following me on social media, you know I'm learning the Top Gun anthem. Now, it's quite challenging. But sometimes I spend plenty of time thinking about how challenging it is instead of just practicing. Anything you practice at, you will get better. And as long as you don't get, get discouraged, you will finish it. So I was, but I'd been learning this Top Gun anthem and I realized by watching some other videos, some other people had done that this video I was practicing, this uh, almost like a song chart is the best way I can put it. If you've ever played Guitar Hero or Rocksmith, I use Rocksmith. And so it has like custom charts that you can use to play different songs. And the one I was using was not exactly what I wanted. And I found this amazing one that for whatever reason had gotten taken off a database where I'm able to find them. And I was just looking and I was, and I was trying all kinds of things. I was going, because this had been on the site years ago. So I, I tried to go to like the Wayback Machine where you can look at old websites or websites from previous times. And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And finally, the, the impression came, well, Joseph, why don't you just reach out to one of these guys that posted their video that, you, that at least at one time had the song chart? So I looked at one and he hadn't been on the YouTube in seven years. So I'm like, okay, that's probably not the best option. But there was another one I looked at. He'd been on like two months ago. And I'm like, oh, well, let's see if he's got his email address for business inquiries. And he did. And I emailed him not expecting, I don't know, maybe it wasn't like I was like, oh yes, this is absolutely going to happen. And I wasn't like, this isn't going to happen. I was probably somewhere in the middle. Well, I, I, I messaged this guy and said, hey, do you have this particular song chart? Within probably five hours. And this guy was overseas in Portugal. I live in Arizona. And, and this guy is... Be, He's like, yeah, I've got it. Here you go. It was that easy. It was that easy. But then as I looked at it, as I started playing it, some of the, some of the phrasing was off. So I was like, oh, well, I do know how to fix that, but do I want to? <laughs> and so finally, after thinking about it for a little bit, I went on and fixed it and realized I, I messed up a couple of the phrasings as well. But I was able to get it so much better. All because I listened, all because I slowed down. You know, once again, last year when I was, I was frantically doing so many things and I was really doing nothing. Did I get better at the guitar? Yes. But you know what's funny? One of the big lessons I learned about the guitar was not when I was practicing this song intently. It was when I was hanging out with my little nephew. We were playing this this uh, game Rocksmith it has these arcade style games that you play the right notes on your guitar and, you know, it, and it accomplishes certain goals. And it finally just clicked. Of, oh my goodness, wait. They always have four fingers in a row on four frets. And it's like, oh, oh. So 
all I, you know, the first finger plays on the, whatever the first fret is in that position, second, third, fourth, etc. But I, I learned that and I learned so much better. Oh, this is how my fingers are supposed to work. This is how they're supposed to play the guitar. But it wasn't like I was studying anything. There's, there's a quote by Dieter F. Uchtdorf. And what this quote says, Often the answer to our prayer does not come while we're on our knees, but while we're on our feet serving the Lord and serving those around us. And I would add, while we're we're anxiously engaged in any good cause. Oh my goodness, guys, the freedom that has come. So I I did those goals for a year. Well, those seven things every day for a year. And then I did them for an extra week just because I hadn't gotten home yet. And I hadn't figured out what I wanted to do this year. And I didn't want to, repl- I didn't want to take that, those things away that were working fairly well until I had something in their place. And so I put the things in their place had to do with getting my coaching practice to a certain place and, you know, doing as it's possible challenges, getting myself to a, the particular um, weight that I want to be at, and even writing my book. Now, there's they're still somewhat loose goals. Two of, them are, two of them are very firm. But the interesting thing that I've seen is m- m- this last Monday, so just a few days ago, was the first time I have not done all seven things in a year. And it was so incredibly freeing. It's like I got home from a, a very long drive, both from the day, Sunday and, and, and Monday together, it was about a 19 or 20 hour drive. And I was pretty spent, you know, and the thought came, oh, well, let's go to the gym. And I'm like, no, that would not be a good choice right now. And I didn't bother, you know, playing the guitar. I didn't bother writing my book. I didn't bother doing anything. I just rested and enjoyed the night. Well, the next day, I felt really good. And, and funny enough, I actually did decide that I wanted to keep reading my statements each day. But it was because I wanted to. It wasn't because it's one thing I have to check off my list. Guys, your life doesn't need to be a list. The thing that I've learned yesterday and today... When we really begin to trust in the Lord and just trust in these impressions that we're receiving all the time, we do so much better. Our lives are so much freer. You know, I think I was, I started to say something before about how, about agency. Well, the adversary's plan, Satan's plan was to take away all our agency. The Lord wanted us to have agency. And, and with that agency, there will also come some opposition. But that's how we get stronger. But the opposition, the more we recognize Satan's tricks, the more we recognize the, the tricks of the, cra- the crazy leprechaun thinking, the more it just doesn't seem like a big deal. Really, when, when something feels very urgent, oftentimes it's not coming from Heavenly Father. I'm not saying always, but if, if it is urgent and if it is coming from Heavenly Father, 
it'll be like very direct. It'll be very direct. It'll be very matter of fact. It will not beat around the bush. It will say, hey, stop doing this or do this. But generally, like the more urgent a, a thought comes, it's more often not from the spirit. We have so much noise coming from the adversary and from his minions all the time, and also our habitual thinking, however those two combine. But we don't have to give it any attention. It's like we have thoughts we have that just come that don't feel anything. You know, I've used the example before. It's like playing the strings of a guitar. The difference between playing a chord which has a beautiful sound and barely having your fingers over almost like palm muting the guitar. No matter how, how hard I play when my fingers are over the guitar, just barely, it's not going to make a pretty sound. So these urgent feelings try to come like that clunky sound. And I'll, I'll just show you guys what I mean. So this is how a guitar chord is supposed to sound. It's got that really pretty resonance. It continues to ring. It feels really good. There's a lot of openness and freedom around the chord. Now, if I play a chord, so a lot of people can't play bar chords, and I couldn't for years because your fingers have to get really strong to play them. So this is what most bar chords kind of sound like until somebody learns to play it. No, mat no matter how I play that chord, it tries really hard to be a resonant chord. But when, so that is the way those urges feel. Like they feel, it doesn't matter how loud I play this, it will never sound pretty. So that's what that urge feels like. You, you can hear the difference, right? So here, here's this. And here's the same chord played the right way. Okay, so when you, the more urgent a feeling is, that's where I, I don't know. I, I had this realization yesterday. Like, urge and urgent are very similar, but I don't. I don't think the spirit really does talk to us like that. It gives us openness. It gives us freedom. It gives us a good feeling. If you have a a thought come in your head that doesn't come with a good feeling, it generally isn't from Heavenly Father. That this is really what I've come to discover. And if, it's a, and if it's a constricting thought as well, oftentimes it doesn't come from Heavenly Father. So coming back to this slowing down, this is a recognizing of where your thoughts are coming from. Are, are your thoughts coming from Heavenly Father? Are, are they coming from the adversary and, and, and his minions? It's just a balancing. It's a learning. And it's letting yourself explore. It's letting yourself play. It's even asking yourself, well, is that something I even want to do right now? I mean, it's, it's funny. When, when we pay attention, when we slow down and just pay attention to our feelings, we do so much better. I mean, as I was sharing, just these past few days have been so freeing. I mean, even this morning, oh my goodness, I have, I have just loved this morning. And I haven't gone, I haven't done the things in any order like I thought I was going to this morning. 
It was simply just how one thing kind of led to another. Now, I do have my goals that, hey, these are what I want to get to. And I remind myself of those. But as far as having some massive to-do list that's just going to make me annoyed and frustrated, I, I don't have that right now. You know, and sometimes, I mean, truthfully, you know, like last year, what what last year was really like of doing those seven things was like riding a, a bike with training wheels. I, I was riding a bike around with training wheels, not realizing that they were actually holding me back. Now, you guys might ask, how, how would it hold you back if you're doing, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome to be consistent in those seven things every single day? It was holding me back because I have in my head, I have so much thinking going on around getting these perfectly. And you know, the funny thing is the more perfect you get at doing something like just by not, you know, not getting perfect in the sense of doing it better, but just in a sense of showing up and doing it every day, the more you don't want to miss the next day, the more there's, it feels like there's almost this pressure. Is it really going to matter if I miss anything particular? Is it really going to matter if I miss one day of guitar? No. It's going to matter if I miss two and three and nine and 10. But even then, it just, it, we got to stop making stuff up is so important. You're going to have days when you mess up. I mean, some of the most freeing things for me are when religious leaders of mine talk about times they've messed up. Talk, talk about times that they haven't made the best choice. I mean, there, there was such a humility recently that I heard we have this giant conference every six months of the church that's broadcast worldwide. It's called LDS General Conference. It's the first weekend of every April and the first weekend of every October. And one of these men got up and talked about how by not listening to an impression of the Spirit. Now, this is one of those times that it would be like it was an urgent impression that he paid attention to. And it, but it was a, I, I don't know how he felt in that moment, so I can't speak to that. But he did say that he felt that he needed to go check on his kid. And, and sadly, he, he didn't listen and he went out. And, you know, and, his, and he went out too late and his child had drowned. Now, the humility and peace, the, not, not peace, the humility that I heard in that was, oh my goodness. This, this man has become, has learned to be okay and forgive himself for not listening to something that was life and death that made him lose his son. No matter what you're going through, no matter what mistake you think that you have made in your life, it's okay. It really is, guys. You know, the funny thing we do, and, and this is what, what happened last year, there were all these things that I, I wasn't doing, that I wanted to force myself to do. But sometimes it took the fun out of it. Not all the time. But living your life by a timer, oh my goodness, is not very fun. 
Now there's a total difference like between having a timer and a stopwatch, like measuring my time, but being like, okay, well, I've got to get in this much time. It's more about getting curious of, well, why aren't I wanting to do what I'm doing? But that takes time. That takes slowing down. I, I, don't, I don't have time. I've just got to get this done. The best writing that I do in my book or you know, even in these podcasts is when I slow down. It's when I'm sprinting thinking, oh my goodness, I have got to get this done. I've got more important things to do. No, I don't have time to fix this. No, I don't have time to fix that. It's slowing down. There's a beautiful song that comes to me. And when I first heard this song, it was amazing. It's a song by a lady named Cecil Kirkjebi. That's the, that's the best I can pronounce her name. So I apologize if I mess that up. But it's called Slow Down. And it, it says, In the midst of my confusion, in the time of desperate need, when I am thinking not too clearly, A gentle voice does intercede. Slow down, slow down. Be still, be still and wait on the Spirit of the Lord. Slow down and hear His voice and know that He is God. In the time of tribulation, when I'm feeling so unsure, when things are pressing in about me, comes a gentle voice so still, so pure. Slow down, slow down. Be still, my child. Be still and wait on the Spirit of the Lord. Slow down and hear His voice. And know that He is God. And know that He is God. As I think in my own life, the time that I've made some of the dumbest mistakes that I've ever made, that I've learned from, but some of them stung pretty bad and who knows where I'd be if I hadn't made some of those mistakes. And some of those mistakes, guys, are are super painful. Like, really, every one of us has made choices in our life that weren't the right thing to do in the moment. Any time that you're feeling emotional or rage or Anything of that sort is not the time to make any big decision. It's not the time to tell somebody something you've been thinking. It's not the time to do anything of that sort. It's a time to slow down, be still, and wait. And if you are sitting there and being like, Oh my goodness, if only I would have done this differently. Oh well. The Lord can still make great things out of your life if you allow Him to and if you slow down. Because when we slow down, it's like, if, if I'm lost, especially if I'm lost and I, don't, and I don't know the area at all, you know, it, it's a time not to continue driving blindly as fast as I can in the wrong direction. It's a time to pull out my GPS and get very clear. Okay, especially if I'm late for something and I don't know the directions, definitely use a GPS. Well, every direction that you're going in your life is a new direction. It is a new place. 
And so by slowing down, you are going to do so much better and not waste as much time. If you listen, if you pay attention, that's all you got to do is listen and pay attention. Listen and notice. You are getting answers from wherever you're at if you are, are just noticing. I mean, and sometimes our prayers are answered without us even necessarily asking. It's like I, I was starting to do yoga again and, and I started to feel some different pains and stuff because I was, when I, when I do something, especially something that I've, I mean, I did yoga years ago. And so, you know, you walk in and of course you still know what you're doing, but I'm 10 years older now. And I, my body's not exactly in, in the shape it was back then. And my, my joints and muscles, et cetera. Well, I was wondering, and I, and maybe I even did, did pray before, but like, you know, how, how can I continue to do yoga without, you know, these pains? And I happen to walk in and funny enough, normally my, normally my, my yoga buddy that sits by me that I've, I've met a few months ago, wasn't in his normal place. And I'd already sat down and this other man sat next to me and for his knees, he bundled up this blanket and put them so he could kneel on it. And then I saw him sitting on it. And I, I did the same thing with an extra yoga mat. And oh my goodness, it felt so much better. Like so much better. That was an answer from the Lord that just came by slowing down. The Lord is constantly trying to teach you. And he teaches us through good experiences and he teaches us through not so good experiences. I mean, lately I have not gotten any sort of, eh, not any, but not near as much enjoyment out of playing video games as I used to. It just really, it doesn't entirely do it for me. But because of my habitual thinking and because there's parts of it I do enjoy, I have that urge come, oh, go play this game. and. If I'm paying attention and if I listen, I, I can enjoy it. But when that feeling is there that you're like, hey, you're not really enjoying this. Then stop and go do something else. You know, I was, I have this playlist on YouTube that I, that I created. And it's all these songs. It's called the visualization songs. But it's about these songs that are inspirational. And one, the one that popped up this morning first was Avicii's um, called The Nights. No, I highly recommend listening to this song and especially watching the music video because he is having the time of his life in this. And, but he talks about the, the verse I want to quote. It says, one day you'll leave this world behind. So live a life you will remember. My father told me when I was just a child, these are the nights that never die. You know, it's interesting because if you're familiar with Avicii, Avicii died probably four years ago. And he, but I would say he lived more in his life than anybody else. Okay, maybe not anybody, maybe there's more people, but... I would say definitely he lived his life more than 99% of the world. He, he enjoyed his life. He went out. I mean, he earned a Grammy for goodness sakes. 
He says, don't forsake this life of yours. I'll guide you home no matter where you are. You know, there is a purpose for each of us. And and the reason I bring this up is because when you slow down, we don't get into our habitual modes. Yeah, if if I hop on, like on my phone, there's this thing that used to annoy me that if I swipe right on my phone, not that swipe right, but if I, if I swipe right on my phone, it'll pull up all these articles that are based on things that I've either looked up or things that I have interest in. And it's so easy to just open my phone and click that open and see what's the most random article I can find that, I mean, whatever article interests me, and all of a sudden I'm reading an article that I don't really care about. It's about slowing down. When you're going in the wrong direction, it's not a time to speed up. It's a time to slow down. I've learned these past few days that we really are guided so much by moment-by-moment wisdom by the Spirit. And even this morning is a beautiful example. I have had a wonderful day, and it's only 10.20 in the morning. When, we, when you slow down, you're going to be amazed at what happens in your life. The, the other part of it is, is like we don't, back to last year, I didn't want to let myself fail. But guys, it's not so bad to fail. Who cares? You try something and it didn't work or you try something and you quit. I was at my friend's, he did a presentation. He's a famous YouTuber. And he did a presentation for us. And, you know, one of the things he talked about in there was, oh, he talked about all these things in his life that didn't work out. It's like, well, I went and tried this thing and I didn't like it. And so I stopped. I went and tried this thing and I didn't like it. And so I stopped. Like, it's okay to have, make those choices. Sometimes we get locked in our head that it's like, oh, this is the most noble thing I could do, or this is the thing I have to do. But usually, if you're about to make a big decision and you're not feeling peace, don't make it. Just slow down. That You're going to do a lot more harm than good by making that big decision. Now, the Lord can use it for a wise purpose, as he can with everything. But if you're having a bad feeling, understand your feelings are directing you. If you're having just an off feeling, that's God saying, hey, this isn't, this isn't it. Even if you're moving towards something that you think is good. I've shared this before, but I think it's relevant. I, I was in church. This was probably three months ago. And a girl got up and said something like, God will tell us if it's the wrong path, even if it's a righteous path. He lets us know if it's wrong. So even if it's a righteous path, it might not be what's going to make you the happiest. It's not, not going to make you the most joyful. But you're only going to know that by slowing down. Slow down. Now, I don't, I'm not saying when you're like, when things are clicking and you're just on fire, for sure, go forward with that. If you're having a beautiful feeling, absolutely live from that. But especially when you're not sure what you're feeling, you can either have really, really good feelings, really not so good feelings, or really bad feelings, or you can have feelings kind of in the middle. 
And the cool thought I had up yesterday about that was, you know, maybe those things that we don't have a great feeling about, not a horrible feeling. It's like, well, this isn't the worst thing for you in the world. And it's also not the best thing in the world. If you want to do it, do it. But there might be better. And, and, and that one kind of really caught me. It's like, okay, well, cool. I, I can live with that. So guys, I, I want to invite you to slow down. Where in your life are you making rash decisions? Where do you need to slow down and just be present in the moment? The moment is so much more joyful and amazing. And living from this space where you have targets, you have intentions, but it's not like you always have a to-do list. I mean, that, that kind of sometimes takes the fun out of life. Could you imagine if you went on vacation or like the to-do list? Well, I need to go see the Eiffel Tower. Check. Okay, I've seen the Eiffel Tower. Check. I need to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Check. I need to see Tower Bridge in London. Check. And can you imagine you get in a plane, you go all the way there, you look at the one Eiffel Tower, you get back in another plane. Guys, that's the way we sometimes live life. Enjoy your life. As it says in 2 Nephi 2.25, men are that they might have joy. And joy is that feeling that God gives us to say, yes, this is good for you. You enjoy this. Awesome. So that being said, guys, whatever it is that you have felt as you've listened to this episode of the podcast, go and do it. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time. I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then, that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one -on -one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.